Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to Over the Top. It's match week 28 and we've got the latest edition of Spurs Are Ass. We've got some VAR drama, goalkeeper howlers, and a Carlo Ancelotti red card. Uh, you just love to see it. Uh, this is Kyle. I've got my man Justin here. What's, what's up? up? What's up, Kyle? Uh, Spurs Are Ass. Is that next to your local Toys R Us? <laughs> I, I wanted to say crickets, but you, you actually got me there on that one. Yeah. They were, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, Kyle, I kind of feel like it's a new season. And I don't mean season of Premier League. I th- I'm talking about the change of the four seasons. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you this. Did you know in Antarctica, I guess it's a rhetorical question, so never mind. Um, did you know in Antarctica, the sun rises once and sets once in the entire year. Have you ever thought about that before? Okay, I'm with you. I can could, I could see that. You, so, well, uh, it happens, I so mean, hopefully you yeah. can see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, science is a thing, right? Yeah, uh, well, some people. Um, I kind of feel like that's what's happening in the Premier League right now, where it's okay. March in Antarctica. That means the sun is setting. And the okay. Penguins are going to be without sun for six months. Okay, I'm trying to follow. Liverpool are these Penguins, Kyle. <laughs> they will no longer... Please explain yourself. <laughs> they will no longer be able to go for the treble now that they're out of the FA Cup, which we don't talk about on this podcast, but they have exited today to Chelsea. They lost to Watford over the weekend, which is a big game that we're going to talk about yep. first. They lost 3-0 to Watford. And Champions League hopes are on the brim. And they're out of form. They're penguins in Antarctica watching the sunset on oh, their fantastic man. chances, Kyle. Oh, man. That's where we're at today. It's all, it's all going downhill from here. They're not seeing any sunlight. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Liverpool. Well, let's get to the game, I guess, shouldn't we? Yeah. Uh, so you said previously 3-0 Watford. I mean, what? Did, did anyone expect this happening? No, I mean, no one. Expected. I mean, Liverpool hasn't been playing well, but... 3-0 to Watford, who we've been saying, they're going to get better, they're going to get better, they're going to get better. We've, we've, all hammer, we've hammered this all season, both you and I. Through, through like various managers, we've always had hope that... I mean, on their Watford sixth manager, finally, they can get it together. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lie. It's After Kike Sanchez Flores <laughs> being there three times in one season and getting fired at the time. It's like not that far from Only if you read the mirror did that happen. Uh... No, but Kyle, I mean, Watford, they finally came through, put it together a result, and how yeah. huge was it for them? My goodness. Uh, yeah, I mean, down bottom of the depths of the Premier League in 19th, right. rose up to 17th with a huge yeah. win over Liverpool. Yeah, totally unexpected. I mean, has huge implications at the top. and Well, not really at the top, I guess, but at the at bottom. At the bottom, for the sure. the bottom, definitely, 100%. Uh, you know, we'll definitely get to Liverpool, but we got to talk about Watford first. Credit where credit's due. They were great, man. They were great. They, they and were they, great. And honestly, like, if you told me Watford had won this game, it's like, oh, they won. They parked the bus. Liverpool getting unlucky no. with chances. That is not the story here. Oh, they totally dominated. They dominated the game. They had more chances. They yeah. looked way more dangerous. Held, I, I mean, I know Liverpool to... had 71% possession, which is, you know, but possession is clearly not everything. Yeah. And they are deserved winners. Yeah, Liverpool didn't really do much with the ball. I think they had seven one shot, shot on target. One shot on the target. Game, yeah, right? yeah, and uh, you know it wasn't even that great of a chance. And Watford just looked dangerous going forward in the you know the entire, especially second half. You know, Sar the new signing. Yeah, out on the wing looked looked pretty money. Dangerous, had, fast. Had that yep. nice chip over Allison Ooh, saucy. Uh, for the second goal. And yep, two goals, one assist. Man of the match performance. I mean, yeah. 
Well deserved. Uh, Troy Deeney, uh, who I heard <laughs> was referred to as Thick Drake recently, which oh, I... Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. That's, that's funny. That's pretty spicy. Uh, <laughs> he gave him problems. I mean, it's not hard to give Dayon Lovren some problems in the back, but he even gave Van Dyke problems. He made Van Dyke look pretty pretty average, and um, this was totally deserved, man. So I've heard this over the weekend that, you know, what center back pairing would you take over any other center back pairing in the world? And a lot of Uh people were saying Joe Gomez and Van Dyke. Yeah. Uh, Is Joe Gomez that much better than Dayan Lebrun? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's easy to say that after this game, but... I think I think so. I mean, Joe Gomez doesn't have the mistakes in his game that that Levern does. I, I mean, I'm surprised Levern has been so so poor. I thought he was a good player at Lyon and Southampton, right? I mean, I yeah. guess they were yes. they were teammates before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just hasn't cut the mustard at, at Liverpool. And <laughs> oh, you like that? Yeah. Is that like a Southern saying or something? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, I just don't like mustard. Maybe so. Oh, I see. I see. But uh, yeah, man. I mean. Uh, you know, based off a of name recognition, I think a lot of people would go with Ramos and Varane, but they always seem to be leaking goals anyway. I don't know what the deal is there. Uh, you know, PK, Umtiti, I don't think they're all that great either. So, I mean, yeah, I'd still take probably Van Dyke and, and Gomez out there. I, I think second. How about Atletico's center back pairing? Whoever it is, it doesn't even matter. It could be anyone. Uh, I think the most popular second choice was DeLitt. And Kalini, no, no, not Kalini, Bonucci. Uh, Anyone at no, Juventus, right? No. I mean, yeah. um, I was trying to think of a better one, and I was coming. It was, it was pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Odomendi and Stones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean Fernandinho? People are trolls, though, Kyle. I'm looking at the man of the match uh, voting. Oh uh, God, what happened? Dan Lover in fourth at two point six percent. <laughs> Those have to be all United supporters. Yeah, I swear. Right. I mean, come on. I mean, Sar got eighty point three percent of the vote. Van Dyke six percent of the vote. Why? Troy Deeney five and a half, and then Lover in fourth at two point six. How does Troy Deeney only get five percent? I mean, Sar definitely. I mean, Sar was the, the runaway star of yeah. the show, and you know he started to look pretty bright. What about two months ago? And he's proving his his worth as record. I mean, at the right time for Watford too. Absolutely. I mean, boy, did I they mean, need. A I mean, result soon. Definitely. And this win moves them up to 17th place. Just like that, they're out of the relegation zone. And when you consider the other teams around them, below them, what, you got Norwich. Yeah, Norwich at the bottom. West Ham. Burnmouth? Uh, no. I think because of Villa Villa not playing this That's weekend right. and West Ham's win. That's right. Uh, Villa at 19th, Bournemouth in 18th. And Villa does have a game in hand, but you know, winning that game is a different story. Yeah. yeah uh, Liverpool, Kyle, I mean, you know, unfortunately for them, their chances of Invincibles go down. Arsenal mm-hmm. fans popping the corks, popping yep. those champagne corks all across the world. Their best result of the season. You have to say, Kyle, <laughs> it was. Um, where does this put Liverpool? I mean, obviously, no debate. They're still going to win the Premier League. That yeah. doesn't matter what happens. Yeah. They'll clinch it early. They'll be celebrating. Their fans, rightly so, will be celebrating their first title in 30 years. Yeah, and it seems like they could still be celebrating in, what, two or three match weeks. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's mathematically impossible for City to win. It's not. But it's, they would, you would need a like, 22-point gap. I mean, they have a game in hand. but Liverpool would have to lose every single game. I mean, game. It's, it's not happening. No, it's not going to happen. So, I mean, they're going to win the Premier League. Fans are going to be ecstatic no matter how the season ends up. It definitely puts a, a bad taste in the mouth, too. I mean, as I mentioned, they've exited the FA Cup today. 
Champions uh, League is Champions League on the not, edge. On the edge, but yeah, not over by any means. I mean, they're going to go for it now. I mean, they have nothing holding them back. There's no invincibles anymore. They're likely not going to beat cities 100 points. They right. have to really turn it on. So they got to get past uh, Simeone first. So do you think, Kyle, it would be a disappointment for Liverpool if they only won the title, the league title this season without any records or any invincibles or anything, their only accomplishment was the Premier League title. For any real Liverpool fan, no. I agree. I mean, all, all they care about is the league. I mean, literally, I mean, it's every Liverpool fan I've ever talked to this season has literally, they, they don't care about the Champions League, which blows my mind because I think they, I don't think, I, I know they have a chance to win both. I mean, they're the best team in the world right now. Yeah. But they're not playing well anymore. And Five, this week... Oh, yes. yeah, it's been a bad week for them. I mean, even last Premier League match week against West Ham, they had right. to come back late, um, mm-hmm. a Salah and a late Mane goal to get them over the edge. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've still got that good mentality. Any game where they're close, I mean, this game was kind of an anomaly, I think, but if they're ever down one goal, if they're ever tied, I think they still have the balls to really kind of, you know, make something happen. They're mentality monsters, but... Yeah, it was it was a really weird game for them. They were blunt in attack. We said they had one shot on target. Really poor defensively. I mean, even Van Dyke didn't look great. Uh, totally. A, I mean, I, I'm gonna throw it out. I mean, it's just a bad game. I mean, yeah, it I, happens. They they hadn't allowed. I mean, they had scored a game and they had scored a goal in every game in the Premier League all season. Like you're just gonna have a bad game. Yeah, it happens. True. Like Manchester City's lost to Norwich. Like it, it yeah. happens, right? And yeah. so. I don't put a lot of stock in it. Yeah, it sucks. What I put stock in more is, you know, three out of the last four games they've lost, right? Yeah. And so how are they going to rebound? Yeah, they really have to, you know, stop the ride uh, whatever next game they play. And I think they play Bournemouth. They play Bournemouth next, yes. which is, which which is, is a nice really place to rebound. 100%. I mean, Bournemouth coming off a good result. We'll get to that later. Um, but just real quick, I mean, what do you think, with Liverpool not playing well recently, what do you think the problem is? Is it going forward? Is it in the midfield? I mean, I wouldn't say they're really leaking tons of goals except for this game. No, I mean, that. yeah, their defense has been so solid, as you said, besides this game. Um, I don't know. I mean, going forward, I mean, it's hard to dissect that as a problem with right. Firmino, Salah, and Mane. I mean, yeah, I mean, they didn't score this game, but I mean... So do you think it's more of a mentality problem? You think they've maybe taken their their foot off of the gas just given their position in the league and Yeah, I mean I think no Jordan Henderson seemed to hurt a little bit too uh in this game. Yeah. Uh which I mean, god, if I said that 4 years ago, it would have It's crazy, right? I mean, he's probably He's got to be in the running for a player of the season. I think a lot of I mean, people he won't win it, but cuz Mane will probably, but I mean, yeah, it I mean, should be. Well, I don't think anyone in Liverpool should win it, but you know they'll. You know the be- person from the best team will win best player. Even yeah, I think De Bruyne has been the best player this season. But yeah, it's a game that I mean, when Aldum and Fabinho, Fabinho's recently back from injury as well, maybe right, trying to yeah. find his sea legs. Yeah. Um, and maybe Joe Gomez, that Van Dyke partnership is just more valuable than we thought it was. Maybe Van Dyke's just not. I mean, he's a monster, but maybe he's not. Doesn't matter who you th- you throw a bag of rice next to him, and it doesn't matter because he could right. still defend. Like maybe that's just not true. Yeah, that's possible. It's possible. Uh, from champions, Kyle to bottom dwellers, we're gonna go to Spurs. Uh, Spurs two, Wolves three. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say that's harsh on Wolves. You can't call Wolves <laughs> bottom dwellers. Well, they're ahead of Spurs, so what can you do? Yeah. Um, oh man. 
How you feel? Good guy. Are, are you okay? Good guy. I, I mean, mean, I mean, it's, it shouldn't be a surprise, right? No, I, no surprise here. What does that say about Spurs? The state of Spurs under Mourinho that I wasn't surprised. Other Spurs fans weren't surprised. You know, the general public wasn't surprised that they lost at home. At home to Wolves, who I think most people would probably say they're probably a better team than Spurs. At this, at their current squad construction and injuries, yes. I mean, sure. I even think over the whole course of the season. Maybe. I mean, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I guess Spurs are in the standings. Spurs so. are still in the Champions League, but it doesn't look like that'll happen for long. No. Wolves are making a run in Europa League, which I think will continue. Yeah, man. I, God, what a mess. What a mess. That's an understatement. I mean, I feel like it's harsh on Wolves to talk about Spurs first because I think they, they were legitimately good, especially in that second half. But Spurs, God, who is to blame, man? I just... Oh, do you want me to answer that question? I mean, you go first talk? before I go on my rant. Yeah. Oh, you're going to go on... Okay, I'll be quick here. So, uh, I mean, Spurs, they had 65% of the possession. Didn't feel like it. I They scored two goals, and you would think that goal scoring is their problem. If you just, like... In a black box, you say, oh, they're without Harry Kane, they're without Son. Like, oh, right. they're going to struggle for goals, right? They scored two. Yeah. Should be enough at home. Um, I mean, I know Wolves are a great attacking team, but that should be enough at home to get a result against any team. Yeah, Score two goals. Um, I have to say, I mean, I know we've hated on Jesse Lingard a lot. Uh, maybe not for this podcast audience, but for a lot of our pre-recorded shows, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um Another one of those players who we've hated on less publicly, but a lot privately, is Eric Dyer. I think he's a disaster, Kyle. Uh, he's uh, Dyer. You might, you, might, uh, you might expand on that. Uh, <laughs> Tanganga has been a nice young addition, has some good games. I thought that... Not today. I didn't see Sanchez. I, I, I thought the center back pairing was a disaster. Um, honestly, the midfield was uninspiring as well. Uh, I'm just not sold on Ben Davies as a Premier League left back, to be honest with you. Nope. Uh, I mean, a Premier League top six left back, I should say. Um, Chelsea, I mean, was fine. Harry Winks as a captain, I mean, like, for what? Sunderland? Um, and then, I mean, Deli Ali is a striker. He missed a couple good chances, too. But, like, I don't know. Like, they were fine. But uh, this team lacks teeth. Their best defenders, such as Toby and Jan Vertonghen, which aren't actually their best defenders, but you would, they're getting paid like it. Well, Toby, at least. Uh don't play. Yeah. Troy Parrott comes in to try to save the day. In the 90th minute. It, uh, Kyle, it's just not a, it's just not a top six team. No, they're still not the talent. It's just not there. No, they're not. You know, a month ago I said that Spurs would finish not only in Champions League places, a.k.a. fifth place with the whole City thing, but I was confident they'd finish fourth. And it was all predicated on this idea that you know, Mourinho, if anything, you know, people are whining about how he'd play anti-football, this and that. I was kind of actually okay with that because their defense had been so bad all season. Their defense, even with Kane and Son out, their defense is their biggest problem. Under Mourinho, and he's been there for three months. I don't, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand the defense and what they're doing. I really didn't understand the tactics in this match. I mean, Mourinho is one of the... You know, manages the highest, the best pedigree in the entire game, and he plays against his pupil, uh, Wolves' coach Nuno, and uh, you know he tries to match their tactics. <laughs> yeah. You know he matches the smaller teams' tactics as opposed well, to like maybe. Well, in right. Stature, yeah, I mean, but not in talent this season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what does that say about Spurs? I mean, or, or Wolves, but 
Um, it's just a mess. I mean, this was a match where Spurs played a back five, and they conceded three goals at home. And all three center backs were a disaster. Tanganga, uh, he's been good in some games. He's great young. in some he's games. He's young. Yeah, I mean, but, man, he made, a, off, but... he made a terrible mistake on mm. that first goal. Terrible mm-hmm. mistake. Mm. Uh, Sanchez was looked like a headless chicken all game. Didn't know where he was on the pitch. And he can't pass the ball anyway, so what's the point? I guess he is athletic. And then there's Eric Dyer, our favorite. What is he good at? I mean, seriously. Is he good at anything? I'm not sure. I don't know. You, uh, you have, like, one good season when you're 21 years old and then you make your way to the Euro team and or World Cup team and hit a free kick and suddenly you're, you know, world-class player. There are, there are a few players I've told you in the beginning that I hated for Spurs. Some I was right on, some I just, you know, was off. You were right for Dyer. I, I was right. I said that Dyer from the very beginning. Even very when beginning. he was doing good, I said I hated him. Yep. He sucked. I also said that for Harry Winks. I, I would say I was wrong on that, but I wouldn't say he's I mean, great the, either. The jury's still out, man. The jury's still out. And I also said that about Kieran Trippier, if you remember way back when, and, which and, I would say I was wrong about. About him sucking. But I don't, I, you know, I don't think he's the greatest either. Well, you know how I feel about Trippier. I'm not a huge fan. But you know, suddenly he's playing well again. But you were anti-Trippier before I was anti-Trippier because yeah. I thought he was a disaster last season too. I forgot how to cross the ball for like six months, and now he can't again. You know, but so those are the three players I've been on. That yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I'd say you're you're right on all of them. And and another player that I've seen flashes of that I'm really impressed with. But man, I don't understand what's going on with Ndombele. Like he he doesn't seem focused or fit or anything. I mean, I don't think he can play in a defending role, Kyle. Any like he needs to be a cam, but. Is he, though? Yeah. I mean, what is he? I don't know. Seriously, I mean, he's a player that has great technique and skill, but... It's one of those situations, before we move on to Wolves, because we should talk about them, um, it's one of those situations where a previous manager bought him, kind of confused about his role, I think, and what he's supposed to be doing, not functioning at a high level, yeah, and it's one of those where his career could take a dip. He leaves in the summer because it doesn't quite fit what the new manager wants, and it, yeah. you know we see this a lot in soccer and football. And- yeah, I hear you on that, but if they scouted him a lot, see, I think he was a Daniel Levy purchase, maybe. But I think but- Pochettino wanted Lacelso, so they thought it'd be a good idea to drop all that dollar on two players who play the same position. And they clearly need a better holding center mid, and they needed an attacking center mid, and they didn't get either. So I, I, I literally don't understand what the plan was. Was there a plan? Well, I mean, it's not like they were looking at Bruno Fernandez or anything. Oh. Um, or Dybala or anything like that. No, yeah, image yeah. rights and such. Um, or or uh, Jack Grealish the year before. Can we talk about Wolves? Let's talk about something happy. Yeah, let's, um, let's do something positive. Man, they have a... Trident. They have yeah. like the holy trinity up there with Diego Hota, Raul Jimenez especially, and then oh, Adama Traore. I mean, it's like too fast. predator basically. <laughs> yeah. On pitch. Can you? I mean, we talk about how young Jesse. I mean, we don't, but people talk about how Jesse <laughs> Lingard is, how young he is all the time. Why are we talking about Jesse Lingard? Man? You just get here. Uh, Adama Traore is like twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Feels like he's way older than that, or he should be. But... Uh, Diogo Jota is like twenty-two or twenty-three. Right. Yeah. I mean, so they're both young. I mean, Jimenez is only Jimenez, like twenty-six. I think he's older than that. Maybe twenty-eight, oh. twenty-nine. I believe. Okay. He's he's in his prime though. Um, he's twenty-eight. You're right. Yeah. 
But yeah, man, you're you're totally right. And then they've got quality off the bench. Pedro Neto going viral for just running, taking the ball the whole pitch on Spurs. Terrible defense, but Podence coming off the bench looking nice too. I forget if he came off the bench this match, but there's something there as well. This is just a, a good side that plays well. And then that midfield, Ruben Neves. I mean, he, he only, only scores, scores bangers. bangers. Yeah, Jao Montinho has his you know moments where he gets outran and everything, but you kind of know what you're going to get from him every game. Quality passes, smart play. Totally. Uh, you know, it's just so consistent. And then you have decent defenders that sometimes do leak goals, Kyle. Yeah, they do. Um, but just an overall solid side that really has recovered nicely from a really poor start, you have to say, from the Premier League. Right. Um, and they're tied on United on points that we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But. I mean, and, and you talked about, like, nice recovery from early on in the season. They seem to recover every single match. I was reading that they have 21 points uh, gained from losing positions, and that's the most in the league, and the next best team was 11 points picked up from losing positions. So Wolves seem to be behind every single match. They seem to concede the first goal or be losing at halftime. And I don't know what Nuno says at halftime or what, but yeah, they I just no turn it on. Yeah. And, man, they just they can score a lot of goals and do it in a nice way while being counterattacking. It's a weird combination of, of things, honestly. Great manager, honestly. We, we talked about Bruno Fernandes for a second. We talked about how Wolves were... Tied with United on points. Yep. It's my always one of my least favorite segments of the week when we have to talk about Manchester United because they deliver <laughs> a game that we have to talk about. But here we go. At Goodison Park, 1 1, Everton United. Kyle, was there's, it? Also a, there's also weeks where we can't, we have to always mention VAR as well. It can yeah. never escape. We thought we made it through, like, yes, there are VAR VAR decisions throughout the weekend, but we thought we made it all the way through the weekend without having to talk about it. But yet, yet, lo and behold, the last game of the weekend, and here we go. Jesus. I mean, we've been really trying not to talk about it. We try not to, but we have... How how can you not talk about this game? I mean, this was a match 1-1 at Goodison Park. Um, Everton got totally hosed. If you haven't seen it, I mean, I've heard some people say it's a legitimate offsides, but I'm not. I just buying don't that. agree. I just like I, I don't. Just... I don't agree either. <laughs> I, I mean, what was it? The 92nd, 93rd yeah. minute. Calvert Lewin has a shot on DeJay's goal, deflects Sig- off of McGuire, McGuire. Yes. And Sigurdsson, for whatever reason, has been sitting. Oh, he's just chilling and having some Icelandic skier. <laughs> like, yeah, man, nice, nice. Uh, in the six-yard box, just sitting down after you know he fell or something and was sitting there for ten seconds. It seemed. Oh, five man, seconds, maybe twenty. I, I mean, if you're going to be critical, he shouldn't have been sitting there, and this never would have happened. But, but regardless, he he was in front of Dejea, definitely not blocking his view though, since he was sitting down, and um, it goes in without. Sigurdsson touching the ball, he moves his legs out of the way. Apparently, that constitutes, uh, you know, interacting with the play. I'm not buying that. I don't buy it, Kyle, either. I mean, I know he moves his feet away from touching the ball, and he would have, and it, he would have touched the ball because he's in office. Uh, this is so confusing. I'm like trying to justify it. It's, it's hard to explain yeah. what happened, really. I mean, it, he wasn't standing, he wasn't blocking De Gea's sight, li- sight line. 
it's baffling to me. I mean, the, Calvert-Lewin was looking at it. I don't know if you saw this footage after the match, and he's like BBC or something was playing it for yeah. him. And he's like, that's pretty much utter rubbish, you know, yep. more words. But yep. it, it's just astounding and terrible from the Premier League referees. And what's even worse is Carlo Ancelotti, obviously frustrated. I mean, this is the end of the match, so, mm-hmm. you know, he is still heated about this, goes and, you know, has, you know, like coaches do, they have angry discussions with the refs. Yeah. You know, the ref after the match didn't need to do that because he just walked away or just pulls the red card, gives it to Carlo like, oh, yeah, look at me, you know. It's almost like the Premier League. Look how much power I have. Yeah, the Premier League officials lately have just been on this power trip. They're like watching Mike Dean, who seems to pull that shit every game. And it's like they want to take center Isn't stage. is the lead and, official? Yeah, too? exactly. That I mean, sucks. these refs are trying to take center stage and like really interject themselves in the game. And what I don't understand is this goal was given at first. It was. So they saw a clear and obvious mistake by the referee to overturn it. And again, he didn't look at the monitor. But here are the things. No, that's another thing. Why have they only done that once in the league this whole season? And here's the thing, Kyle. They've said in the beginning that offsides calls are only black and white, and that's why it's not necessarily uh, held to the level of subjectivity that other calls are. But that's that's utter BS, too, because like this call clearly yeah. is not like a black or white issue. I mean, yes, yeah. you and I have strong opinions on it, but it's not black or white. No, it's not black or white, and I don't think... I mean, I understand people have different opinions, but it wasn't like a clear and obvious error and i don't know oh, anyway God. let's everton, talk about the everton got football. hosed um so the match uh kind of a comedy of errors in the third minute calvert yeah. lewin scores De Gea with you have to say a pretty bad blunder you mean goal of the season right pretty bad blunder <laughs> uh and, and it's stuff he does like he makes a bad blunder he makes a great save later in the match it's just kind of his mo yeah uh, probably the best shot stopper in the world honestly but uh if you haven't seen the mistake you got to see it. He's probably holding the ball for, what, 10 seconds and then decides to clear it straight into Calvert-Lewin. It's really, really bad. It's brutal. Um, but don't know, worry. Pickford's got his back. Yeah, Pickford makes a mistake, so giving a goal to Bruno Fernandez later in the match. Yeah, uh, who hits it from about, what, 30 yards, skips off the ground. Nice shot, but every keeper in the Premier League should Yeah, be so, that. you know, you're testing the keeper and should be saved. Uh, yeah. But not for Jordan Pickford. And so 1-1, one, one, and then, you know, you have a pretty even match, I have to say. Yeah, not much, not, not much else happened besides that. You had some shots, nothing really begging, nothing no. screaming of quality besides a couple players on the pitch. Uh, uh, and you, like uh, Andre Gomez, Andre coming Gomez back coming from back. a broken leg after four months. That's crazy. That was a terrible injury when we saw it. I mean, yeah. not, no one's necessarily intentional, nothing at fault, but it was just no. a terrible injury. Uh, really injects some quality into that side. Um, He's just smooth. Just called a Barcelona reject. Was really getting piled on, but mm-hmm. he's done some nice things for Everton. Give him yeah. credit. I think he could play for a top team, honestly. Really do. I mean, I think he could even inject some quality into Spurs at this very squad construction. Or, or United. I mean, really. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, okay, so, like, so transitioning to United, Bruno Fernandes, is he United's best player already? I mean, he, we brought this up and we said yes, but like seriously, I think like oh, I'm being serious. It's not yes. close, right? The only person that could give him a run for his money, in my eyes, is if Paul Pogba played as good as as well as he could, as yeah. well as we all know he could, because he's he's a world class player if he wants to be. And he really hasn't shown it in a long no. time at United, though. No, I mean and he's that, like choosing not to play almost. Right. I, I, he's he's is injured, he really injured, quote unquote. 
I see him on Instagram shooting hoops all the time. Like, is he really injured, you know? But Bruno, definitely the best player. I he mean, Rashford's a great player, too, but he, Bruno's complete, yeah. I think, in a way that I didn't even expect. I mean, I thought he might be a little light for the Premier League. What a bunch of bullshit. I mean, he's taken the league by the scruff of the neck, and great player. Uh, and he shows passion. He has that work ethic. He's too. a leader, he's not, Yes. He was captain who, for sporting, and the, you know his players would say, if, if Bruno Fernandes, this is a quote, if Bruno Fernandes leaves, we're fucked. That's what they said. Because they realize his you know, the really important value he provides to that team yeah. and his leadership qualities as well. And could be a captain one day over Slabhead. I don't know. We'll see. But Yeah, Portugal, man. They're, uh, after being kind of low on quality for years besides Ronaldo, uh-huh. suddenly they've got him, Bernardo, Bernardo Silva. Silva. I, I mean, mean, all the Portuguese talent. Everyone on Wolves. Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, I mean, man. yeah, Bruno. United's the best player. Uh, we have to say, so Jordan Pickford, Kyle, um, kind of picked as England's keeper, uh, called for his heroics in World Cup 2018 in Russia. That's, that's being, Seems to being be some, some sentiment out there that he will still be the starting keeper for England going into Euro 2020. Kyle, I, I, I don't even think he's second on the depth chart. Am I crazy? Uh, I don't think you're crazy. I'd probably put him at second. Okay. In the depth. Well, I mean, I mean, so who I have? I have Pope probably first. For I me really too. Like, I really like Pope. For me too. I, think, I also really like Dean Henderson too. Yeah, I mean, after thinking about it a bit more, I like Henderson also too. He is a bit more unproven. So is Pope though. But I think if you stick Pope on a top team, he's solid and he's huge. I mean maybe Chelsea next season. And you know, Pickford is a small keeper, has been making mistakes, doesn't make all those many great saves. I don't I don't understand the hype around Pickford. I really don't. I think he'll start for England in the Euros, which I think will be a mistake. I don't think he should, but I bet Southgate makes that decision. Um, and it should be Nick Pope for me. Lingard in midfield with Ali and then up front Rashford. <laughs> yeah, with his broken back. Yeah, Kane on one foot. Yeah, that's that's the team, baby. That's the team. Should we get into rapid fire? Let's do it. All right, Kyle. Really interesting result here. Bournemouth two, Chelsea two, and a really missed opportunity for Chelsea. Absolutely, Chelsea just keeps on doing this, shooting themselves in the foot, playing sloppy football. Talk really about surprising. inconsistent. I mean, they go one week where they play a great match, they'll win a game against a really good team, and then they'll just shoot themselves in the foot, like you said, against someone terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this was a pretty decent performance by Burnmouth. That's true. But still, yeah, Chelsea almost doesn't really make sense. It's kind of weird. Um, But, you know, this is what you're going to get with a team full of young players, a young manager. I was surprised how well Chelsea started this season, even though they got smacked by United on opening day. But, yeah, it's almost like no one wants to finish in the top four besides Wolves? (laughs) I mean, uh, Chelsea, 73% possession in this game, 23 shots to nine. Marcus yep. Alonso he had to save their bacon at the end of this, end of this game. So. Yep, yep. Uh, and today in the FA Cup, Mateo Kovacic goes down injured, who has been one of their best players this season. Conte also out. Yeah, I, Tammy Abraham struggling for fitness. Yeah, I mean, It's not looking Gir- great. I mean, Giroud in this game looked eh. So... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, they're going to have to rely more on Ross Barkley. We'll see if he can continue good performances. Uh, yeah. You you know you only get, like, one out of four with Ross Barkley. Uh, 
Another really Ooh. missed opportunity, Kyle. Norwich won, Leicester nil. Ooh, your boys. They're my slipping. Boy, my boys are slipping, Kyle. They are. Um, What's the deal? What do you think the problem is? So I wouldn't say they are just leaking all these goals, right? I, I wouldn't say that defense is necessarily their problem. I think midfield and then Jamie Vardy's out of form, which is a huge yeah. deal to Leicester, right? He was out injured for a little bit, which definitely contributed to him losing his form. Yeah. But then he just hasn't found it either when he's been back. He's hit the post against yep. City that last week. He's been close, but just hasn't Dude, got off running. Does that kind of injury for a player like Vardy, who's all about pace, worry you? A hamstring injury. Absolutely. I mean, that. I mean, even that's it, the worst muscular the, injury for a player with pace. Because, I mean, as you're making those runs, naturally, at some point, you have to think about it. I mean, you, you yeah. can feel it a little bit. It's nagging you, like... He's like, oh, maybe I don't burst off that much yep. on my leg. It, it definitely affects you. I mean, it affected me when I had a hamstring injury yeah. when I played soccer. I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I was so, and another big thing, though, too, Kyle, is, you know, as we've said, like, Leicester's quality has a quality starting 11, but their depth drops off really quickly in certain oh, yeah. positions. Oh, yeah. and one of those, as we found out, is Wilfried Ndidi's center-holding position. Yeah, that's it's right. a huge drop off. You have Chowdhury who just gets red cards and maybe has an occasional good game, but yeah. not a not a super great player and definitely not a replacement mm-hmm. for Ndidi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they pro- don't have any other. They, they change really. systems sometimes and put Pratt down there, but then you have Tielemans and Madison in there too, and it, yeah, they look more vulnerable. When they look a little more together. vulnerable. Yeah, so. I don't know if they found the right system without Ndidi too. So, yeah. you know, without Ndidi and without Vardy, that's a lot of central position that's yep. going that's the wrong. Spine. And that's the spine of your team. And Soyuncu can only do so much. Come on. Yeah, so, Lord Farquaad, my favorite. Uh, Got to give credit where credit's due, though. I thought Norwich was good in this game. They, and they're, they're saying, hey, don't count us out yet. We're going to try. Well, they're a weird team. They're the best twenty-place team I think I've ever watched. I mean, they're okay, they're that, fun. That's a little far. I mean. What other team sitting at the bottom of the league I mean, have I, you I ever watched? So, so to be fair, I can't just I, I, know, I called I out a problem without a solution. So that's you know consulting well, I mean, one hundred and one. But yeah, <laughs> I mean like you know Norwich can look pretty terrible some games, totally low on quality, but then they just pull out these weird games where they just look great, like against Man City. Uh, they've you know should have beaten Spurs in January easily or December, whenever that was. But Max Aaron's at right back looks like a great young prospect. Uh, hope he goes to Spurs, but we all know how that goes. Great goal though by the uh, young left back. What is uh, absolutely and you know as we've talked about you know we talked about it on our last podcast on where we think certain teams are going to end up and we just said Norwich last because it looks doom and gloom and it kind of still does to be honest with you. Yeah, but their schedule is much easier than certain teams. Like Bournemouth has a brutal run. West Ham, too. West Ham is a tough run. Um, Villa could always lose every game. <laughs> but Norwich, while you say, like, oh, there's some tough teams on here, their next five at Sheffield, home Southampton, home Everton, away Arsenal, home Brighton. Like, there's t- points to be had there, and yeah. if they really want to make a run at this thing, yeah. they, can, they can win at home against Everton. Everton is inconsistent they can win at home against Southampton they can definitely win at home against this current form Brighton team right yeah. now so they could definitely win at uh, the Emirates <laughs> well mean, you never know you never know I mean Arsenal is one of those who seems to be finding a little bit of form but just when you think that happens they'll crash and yep there you go yep. uh next game Kyle uh West Ham three 
God. Southampton won. Another surprising game with tons of implications near the bottom of the table. Uh, it's getting weird down there. Down oh, it's, by the get, rel- it's getting really weird. I mean, West Ham's shooting up there, too. and It's almost such a weird season that the title race is the least exciting thing going on. I mean, it's only exciting if you're a Liverpool fan, but top four race. Top four is exciting, Super for sure. interesting. Uh, the relegation battle is just so all over the place. This year. There's no clear-cut three teams. It's not like one team's out of it. There's definitely, for sure, two spots up for grabs in that relegation. Oh, and if Norwich works its way back somehow, then I'd say be all three. Th- sp- I mean, I, I would say right now comfortably two, like not even yeah. a debate for sure yeah. two. Um, but yeah, it's a great year for a relegation battle. I will say. I mean, no I wish kidding. Swansea were in the league to be. No kidding. Not in it, I mean, I mean, this was a Southampton team that was probably one of the. You got to say one of the hottest teams in the Premier League. Yeah, for in sure. the last two months, three months maybe, West Ham just looks like a total mess. Uh, still trying to figure out under, you know, serial winner that is uh, David Moyes. Mm. Uh, but they put on a, an attacking clinic in this game. I thought they, they, did. they attacked I mean, well. They, they had, looked dangerous. They had 33% possession, Kyle. West Ham did. Just hit him on the break. But all of a sudden, they, they, they had a game plan. Yep. They had an identity, which is yep. something they haven't had for right. a long time. We've always said, you know, I mean... At, as much as you lament, like they have quality, like they yep. have play, they have real players on West Ham. Yeah, um, we both like their striker. We like Felipe Anderson a lot. You and I yeah, both I mean, said that he's had such a poor season, but you know it's in there. I mean, yeah. I like Mikel Antonio a lot. I yeah. think he dude's a physical beast, honestly. So at least they they tried something, they stuck to it, and it worked. So yeah, absolutely. You know, try to stick to that to the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean Howler suddenly back in the goals. Uh, that's good for West Ham. For sure. Brighton nil. Crystal Palace won, Kyle. Uh, Talk about a boring game, dude. Uh, boring. Good goal from Crystal Palace, though. It was. I think we said that last week. Christian too. Benteke suddenly, like, yeah, we did, actually. <laughs> a nice banger from the free kick from Van Aanholt. But, yeah, since when have we seen Christian Benteke carry the ball and then give slip a no-look pass with nice vision over uh-huh. the you and know, Jordan Ayew? still gets man of the match, which is hilarious. Yeah. And, uh... Christian Benteke got no votes, so that's a bummer. But you know, brutal. Uh, classic, they, classic Roy Hodgson, huh? Just grinding out a little win here. Yeah, I mean, good result though for Crystal Palace. They were kind of, you know, last week we said the same thing, but they were kind of slipping and you know yeah. trying. They had a, such a good start to the season, opposite of Wolves, and then it just really tanked after that. Yep. Uh, but just to make sure they they ensured themselves safe, I think winning the last couple. They're solid. They're solidly in twelfth now. I think they're yeah, I you think know they're write them right. off. They're out of it. Um, yeah, I, th- I think this is a game that pretty much solidifies their place in the Premier League next season. They might not have that forty points, but they're fine. The upper thirties probably. But Brighton, on the other hand, Kyle. Yeah, talking about another team that started out pretty well. In yeah, the Premier League season surprisingly well. Uh, has not been very good for Hallelujah. a while. We we love to hate on Brighton on this show and. and uh, Kyle, how many points are they out of the relegation zone? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but uh, I'm going to say one. One point. One oh. point, Kyle. Yeah, you totally didn't put up one finger to me. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. I, they deserve to be down there, honestly. They, they've been a total mess. And now suddenly they seem to lack quality and just can't seem to score a goal. They can't uh, score a goal. I mean, they're leaking a ton of goals if you look yeah. at their average conceded of 1.43 per match. But, I mean, it's they have six wins on the season, Kyle. Norwich has five. Aston Villa has seven. They have the second least amount of wins in the entire Premier League, which is, a, you know, they have yeah. a lot of draws, so they grind out some draws. But now they're just losing. 
yeah. they can't and they can't show that they can win. So yeah. it's a troubling sign for Brighton. Uh, they're in this thing till the end now. I they mean, are. They, they they had the chance to be safe. They've had all the opportunities. Uh, next five for Brighton at Wolves, home Arsenal, at Leicester, home United, away Norwich. That is not Yikes. easy. I mean, even that last game, I mean, Norwich is no. going to be fighting. That's a brutal next five, Kyle. It's brutal. And, I mean, I think a couple weeks ago, even when Brighton was doing a little bit better, we said that they'd get dragged down into this relegation fight, and I agreed with you. Um, yeah, look where they are now. We've been hating on Brighton ever since last season, and it finally looks like they might actually get relegated. You know, like where 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 we were right and where we were wrong. We thought, you know, like, oh, man, Brighton really proved us wrong this year. They're showing quality. Uh, yeah, no, in the long term, we were right, Kyle. No, no we got to take our wins when we get them. We're always right. Uh, lastly, in the... Weekly game that we blast into outer space. Newcastle nil and Burnley nil. And this might be harsh on Newcastle putting them yeah. in this game because they really tried and went for it. They uh, did. It, it was weird. I mean, the last game we mentioned was so boring, but this one, even though it was nil-nil, Newcastle and Burnley, you'd expect it was just brutal to watch. Newcastle actually kind of peppered the goal in this one. <laughs> Isn't that weird to say? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that happen in my life before, but uh, Almiron is kind of all over the place. St. Moximon looked nice, but they just couldn't yeah, I mean, stick it in. Jolinton just sucks. I, <laughs> He's I, terrible. Just look, I mean, every, every week that passes by, doesn't that just look more and more like a terrible signing? 40 million pounds. For an unproven player out of the Bundesliga. I don't know. It just made no sense to us when it happened. No. And it doesn't make any sense now. I mean, 21 shots for Newcastle, 7 for Burnley, no shots on target for Burnley. Uh, they parked the bus. They parked the bus against the Newcastle team, and I get, you know what? They got a result. And <laughs> I mean, true. Sean Dyche's team is safe again. I mean, goodness yeah. for Burnley, small. I mean, Turf yep. Moor, Burnley Club, good for them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Newcastle and, looks like they're probably going to be safe too. Yeah, agreed. And you know, the the new player they. New players they've brought in are finally starting to hit some form with Almiron and St. Maximon. Not Jolinton, though. So, you know, I, I think Newcastle fans have a little something to get kind of excited about. I don't know. I don't know, Kyle. Um, I, I'm going to propose to you a one-time amendment. Right. You know, as you said that, um, I was thinking about, like, you know, Newcastle didn't really deserve to be in this game. But a nil-nil game and the only one of the week, you're kind of defaulted, put it in that blast yeah. into outer space yeah. game. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, just because Crystal Palace played in a game with Brighton, I think we need to make an amendment where we have two games we're going to blast <laughs> into outer space. Uh, I second this, this you second motion. this motion. All right. So we have two. In the only week, we will probably do this. No promises, though. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you never, so, never say never, man. So, Kyle, I mean, we had, we had Man City, Arsenal, Sheffield, and Aston Villa on a bye this week because of the Carabao Cup final, which That's City right. beat Villa 2-1 to one in a pretty exciting game. Yeah, um, yeah Villa acquitted themselves well. But, you know, looking at the table overall now, Kyle, I mean, we have Liverpool up by 22 points, game in hand, even with the loss, I mean, nothing has changed there. City with, you know, that game in hand, that 57 points, Leicester 50, Chelsea 45. Uh, so that's your top four. If City are ruled out, then we get things, some, we get interesting. We get really interesting yeah. now. Because then you get United and Wolves tied for fourth, essentially, with 42 points. Tottenham with 40, Sheffield with a game in hand at 40, Burnley 38, Arsenal game in hand 37, 
Everton 37. I mean, you could keep going, but that's probably... Well, I mean, those are the it. teams that are kind of um, in it. I mean, Arsenal, if they win that game, that game in hand, they I mean, which no promises there, uh, they would jump right into Tottenham's and Wolves' level. I mean, this thing is going to get really interesting down the stretch, especially if uh-huh. City are ruled out. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, out of all those teams below, I mean, probably even throw Chelsea into the mix, what two teams would you pick to finish fourth and fifth? Assuming Leicester finishes third, City second, Liverpool first. It's a tough one, Kyle. It kind of changes by the week, doesn't it? You know, and I I hate that we keep flip-flopping, but that's just kind of where I'm at, and that just should just tell you the state of the Premier League right now. I mean, all these teams have a chance. I would for sure rule out Everton. I mean, I think that's... I mean, I kind of mentioned them as a pity, but I don't think they have the steam to pull in there. I don't think Burnley can do it. Um Sheffield, as much as I want them to do it, they could have make a run at Europa, but I don't think they're strong enough to make a Champions League run. Yeah, agreed. Uh, to me, it comes down Wolves or United, um, and I think it's going to be Wolves, Kyle. I think what they've shown... At uh, fourth. At fifth. At fifth, okay. I'm going to say Chelsea at fourth. So okay. I don't think I okay. mentioned that. Um, so I'm going to put Wolves at fifth. I think they, you know, they've had that steam over the past you know, 10 or 18 weeks or whatever after their poor start. Uh, they really have a rhythm going on offense right now where it's really tough to start from. I mean, who can stop Adama Traore, right? right. And then the more resources you use, you use to stop Adama Traore, you have an informed Diego Hota right now and yep. an always informed Raul Jimenez. Always. Uh, always. So, I mean, goodness. I, and whereas United, you can have a good game from Martial. I mean, Bruno Fernandez is humming around everywhere, trying his best to get that team into the Champions League right now. Yep. Uh, but Martial can also go missing. Like, he's had some really good goals. He had that saucy goal last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he goes missing some games. Yeah. So, I, I just don't have the faith in United. That's where I'm at. Where are you at? Yeah, I, I, I really hate my pick. I want Wolves to be in there. Uh, I just, I'd be surprised. I kind of see Wolves seeing, I see them going far in the Europa League, actually. I really do. Yeah. I, I think they have a chance. I don't see them being, beating Inter. But uh, I mean, they have a match. They have a matchup in the round of 16 against Olympiacos. You'd have to say they're favorites in that. Yeah, I mean they've got to be. Um, I, I think Chelsea. I know they're kind of slipping and they're totally inconsistent, but I'd still pencil them in for fourth place. And I really, I mean, obviously I want Spurs, but Spurs are a mess, man. I oh, legitimately no, think Spurs will finish either eighth or ninth. I'm not joking. A month ago, I, I said a month ago I was picking them for a Champions League. That was all predicated on the idea their defense would improve. Now they don't have Kane or Son, and their defense is trash. So uh, they're not going to be in the mix. I want it to be Wolves, but I think Bruno Fernandez will drag United in the wow. Champions League. As much as I, you know, you know how much of a United hater I am. Yes. I think I think they'll finish fifth, and I think City will be banned for. One season. Do you think they'll be banned still? I mean, I, the just jury's one out. season. I mean, how can they make this decision and then completely overturn it? And all these teams who are fighting for fifth. I mean, how crazy would totally it be unfair. though? Under my prediction, where you'd have Liverpool, Leicester, Chelsea, Wolves as your top four. That'd be be real interesting. Yeah. Yeah, at the bottom, Kyle, uh, well, Newcastle's at 14th with 32 points. I, I, I kind of want to rule them out. I think they're going to be safe. I mean, one more result, and they're probably they're probably safe. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start 15th with Brighton, 28 points. West Ham, 27. Watford, 27. Bournemouth, 27. Aston Villa, game in hand, 25. Norwich, 21. 
that's a spicy bottom of the table. I mean, Norwich yeah. need a couple wins to get back into this thing, which they're not pronounced dead yet by any means, but they need to win a couple of those next five that we mentioned uh, to really get themselves mm-hmm. back in this. Um, yeah, absolutely. These are all teams that can score goals and are really hard to predict what team is going to show up, honestly. I mean, all five of them. Uh, I mean, you almost know what you're going to get with Norwich more than the rest, which is kind of crazy to say. Um yeah, they're all in this dogfight, and they're all so inconsistent they could all really slip. I still see Norwich finishing last. Um, I do as well. Um, Watford, I mean, I, of that bunch, I probably feel the most confident that they're going to stay up. Isn't that weird? Um, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you on that one. I, You know, West Ham is more quality than Watford. And they'll but probably West, stay up too, in my opinion. I See, that's where you and I differ. I mean... I think I don't think it'll be easy for West Ham. I think they'll come uncomfortably close if they're not relegated. Um, so I think Watford, if I'm going to do my predictions, I think Watford's going to finish um, 15th. They're in 17th right now. I think West Ham's going to stay where they are. They're going to finish 16th. I think Brighton's going to finish 17th. And then we have Villa, Bournemouth, and Norwich getting relegated. Oh, man. See, I'm going to go uh, Watford at 15th. West Ham 16th, Burnmouth 17th, Ooh. and in my relegation zone, oh. I have good old Brighton. Brighton. Uh, actually, I'm going to put Villa in 18th, and I'm going to put Brighton at 19th. Wow. I see him really slipping. And Brighton falling all the way. That's right, and I just think uh, the task is too big at hand for Norwich. I think they go down and maybe come right back up, honestly. I mean, that's the MO. They didn't really buy many players, as no. we saw, and they might be able to hold on to him. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, and if Burnmouth get relegated, I think that's the last we're going to see Burnmouth for, uh, for a while. Yeah. All right, so next week, Kyle, we got Liverpool-Bournemouth. I think we expect a Liverpool win, but you never know, I guess. Yeah, um, that's true. At Anfield, I'm assuming they'll want to rebound, but we'll see. Arsenal-West Ham, Crystal Palace-Watford, Sheffield-Norwich, Southampton-Newcastle, Wolves-Brighton, Burnley, Spurs, Chelsea, Everton, and then to the cap. Oh, not the capper. Then we have United City, uh, and then we have Oof. Leicester, Aston Villa to end it. So some good matches next I mean, weekend. Clearly, that Manchester derby. Manchester derby will leading off most likely. If if United ever show up for a game. It's a Manchester derby or against Liverpool. I mean, in any of their derbies, really. So I mean, they've seen they've seemed to show up for the bigger games and then struggle yep. with the lower teams this season. Uh, if they win that match, oh it's, uh, yeah, yeah, things get really interesting. They get really interesting. Well, that's it for this week. Cool. For Kyle, I'm Justin. We'll see you next week on Over the Top. See ya.